Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey guys, do you find it difficult sometimes to wait for your girl to come? I know that happens a lot because there is an orgasm gap. Women take a little bit longer to come than guys, but that's okay because there is a solution and that is Promescence Delay Spray. Now, I know what a lot of guys are thinking like, oh, I don't have a problem. But Promescence Delay Spray is not just for guys with PE. It is for any guy that wants to last a little bit longer in bed without having to worry about it. And that's because it's not going to totally numb you out and it's not going to transfer to your partner. And speaking of your partner, Promescent has a whole line of women's products. I personally use their warming gel. I love it. They have supplements for both men and women that are going to make you hornier called Vitaflux. They also sell lube and condoms. They have everything you need. I love Promescent products, but don't just take it from me. 2,000 medical professionals recommend Promescent too. So what are you waiting for? Go get yourself some. Go to promescent.com slash strictly anon. That's promescent.com slash strictly anon to get all your promescent products. They have free shipping. They have a 60 day money back guarantee and your package is of course going to arrive discreetly. So no one's going to know what you bought. That's promescent.com slash strictly anon, or just go to the description and click on the link. Welcome to the strictly anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous Podcast yet on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because everybody remains anonymous on my show. I change everybody's voices. I also change everybody's names. So if you have a secret, naughty, interesting life that you want to talk about, Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com, or just go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com, and click on Be on the Show. Or you could DM me on Instagram or Twitter at strictanonymous. Now, if you're listening on a podcast app, hit five stars if you like or love my show, <laughs> whether whatever podcast app you're on. If you're listening on YouTube, subscribe to my channel. If you want to, if you have a confession that you want to just get off your back, you can call my confessions hotline. I have one of those. You could call it 24-7. The number is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. That number, like I said, you could call 24-7. I don't answer that. I'm not going to text you back. I'm not going to pick up your FaceTime call, but I am going to take your <laughs> confession and I air all those on my Patreon. I change all the voices. So you mean anonymous there as well. If you want to talk to me on the DL because you do have an issue or a problem that you can't talk to anyone else about, I love those calls. I offer those calls. You have to pay for them because I'm not airing them, but I do that. Uh, if you're interested, send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or just go to the description. There's a clink. That, uh, there's a clink. <laughs> there's a link that'll take you right to the calendar and you can book it right there. Um, what else do I have to tell you about? I think that that's it. Do I have to promote anything else? No. <laughs> I'm just going to talk about who I have on today. I have on Mizzy Bender. She has her own podcast called The Mizzy Bender Show. It's a swingers alternative lifestyle. But what she really has is a very interesting story. She was a total vanilla girl, married, you know, early on, typical life path, doing what everyone does, you know, gets married early, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then she wound up at a swingers event 
a swingers meetup, I think it was. And uh, going to that event that day really changed the course of her life because she wound up meeting a guy, getting divorced from her husband, and getting into the lifestyle. Now she's not only in the lifestyle, she runs swinger parties, she sells sex toys. And like I said, she also has a podcast talking all about it. Her journey is super interesting because she wasn't someone that was always involved in it. And she was very cautious at first. She talks about her whole journey into it and how it worked because her guy was in the lifestyle, they have an open relationship. She talks about how that works, what goes down, what doesn't go down. She talks about her first experience with another couple and then the first time she hooked up with the women and how much she loved it. And then her first MMF or MFM, you know, two guys and her uh, deal. And she fucking loved that. She loves dick. She likes DVPs, double penetration, all that kind of good stuff. Um, and she talks about it. And she also then talks about how she got into doing the parties. And because she's out and like, I'm not changing her voice. Uh, she's got her face on her Instagram and you see it on her podcast. So we talk about the fact that like everybody knows, like her family does know what she does. And we talk about that as well as like what goes down at the parties that she throws, how she started that business and uh, all that kind of good stuff. So it's a very interesting story. Like I said, she's super hot. If you want to see pics, I have some pics of her on my Patreon. So I'm going to be right back on with Mizzy Bender. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh, hi, Mizzy. Is it Mizzy Bender? Why do I think Mizzy Bender? Hold on. It Look. is Mizzy Bender. Yeah, Mizzy yeah. Bender. Okay. Hi, Mizzy Bender. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today? Oh, I'm so great. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, I've been following for such a long time and I know I kind of messed up like early on. So I'm just so grateful that, you know, you have me here to chat. Well, it's funny because you were like, you reached out to me on Instagram, like, oh, I'd love to be on the show. And I'm like, oh, great. You know, because my listeners love to hear from women, especially women that are in the lifestyle and you are. And we're going to talk about that. But and then you like canceled. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why did she cancel? I didn't understand. Mm -hmm. And then you came back around. You were like, oh, I just thought I had to be anonymous and I don't want to be. I'm like out and proud. I was like, no, you don't. And I just have to tell you, because you said that to me now on my intros, like I tell people like, oh, if you want to call in and be anonymous but if you don't want to be anonymous you don't have to be I never thought that people would think that you have to be anonymous you're Mizzy Bender you want to be who you are I'm not changing your voice this is not a made-up name you're out and proud about what you do you also have your own podcast we'll eventually talk about that it's called the Mizzy Bender show and it's about the lifestyle you also run lifestyle parties you sell sex toys and all that kind of good stuff right and you're married and in the lifestyle and that's what we're going to talk about. Yep. So yeah, that was true. Like I just, I just want to, yeah, I, I feel bad for doing that. I should have said it like upfront and questioned you, but I think I needed to like think it through a little bit. So I am very grateful to be here and it is going to be a really great conversation about the lifestyle journey because there's so much goodness in there. <laughs> well, what is your, what is your deal? I mean, I know you're married, right? Or do you have a partner? Are you married? I mean, how <laughs> He's my life partner. Mm-hmm. Um, so approximately five years ago, and at the time I was actually married. I was married oh. for approximately 15 years in total with my ex-husband, uh-huh. and it was a really complicated situation. I met him just before 21, around 21, and it turns out that he suffers, my ex-husband suffers crazy from PTSD, from you know, Operation Iraqi Freedom and different things, Mm -hmm. which eventually turned into severe alcoholism. And he also had a two and a half year old son when I came into the picture. And I really bonded with that child so much. And, you know, his mom was um, kind of absent. And so the primary parent was my ex-husband. And, you know, the the small little sweet boy spent all the time with me Mm -hmm. and him. And I just couldn't, I couldn't walk away from, I couldn't walk away from my stepson because I felt like he needed guidance and he needed like a strong individual. And my goal really became, I wanted to get my stepson to graduation. Then, you know, I could depart this marriage and hopefully keep my relationship strong with my stepson and and do what I need to do in life. And in the most cordial way that I possibly can, thinking about everybody else around me Mm -hmm. and 
because of this July binge that my ex-husband was on at the same time, I had gone out to a meet and greet. My aunt had taken me at the end of June, June 27th, had taken me to a meet and greet, which happened to be a swingers meet and greet. Your aunt? Wait wait a Dial that back a little bit. What do you mean your aunt? (laughs) Your mom's sister or your dad's sister? My mom's sister. Yep, my mom's sister. My mom's sister, she's a badass human being. Her and I, you know, like not really, she's only a few years older, maybe like 10 years older than I. So it's not really a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And we were much more best friends than an aunt relationship, you know? And we spent all our time together. And she went, she was really good friends with my now partner. Mm-hmm. And I don't really think that she shared much of his lifestyle with me. Like I knew of him and I knew she hung out with him and, you know, different things, but I didn't know to the extent of like what his whole world consisted of. So she takes me to this meet and greet. Did you know I that was, it was going to be a no. lifestyle meet and greet? Oh, like, no. Where did she tell oh, you no. she's going? <laughs> this bitch, she's fucking crazy, right? <laughs> so she says to me, we're going to go over to Cherry Grove. Now, Cherry Grove is the LGBT community on Long Island. Uh-huh. You take a little ferry over there. It's this cute little like beach area. It's a, it's a quaint little town, I should say. There's no cars on there. It's just all pedestrian walking. And it's, oh, like Fire it's, Islands. That's exactly right. Yes, yeah. it's an off-branch of Fire Island. Yeah. Right. And so... She's like, we're going to go over to Cherry's, the bar over there. She's like, my friends are having like a get together or whatever. And that wasn't unusual because we have a lot of friends that would just rent summer houses over there. And so it wasn't and it it didn't strike me as like an odd thing for her to ask me to do. So she just this crazy. So she picks me up. And I, I'm here. I am, you know, super corporate. Now, I also should mention my ex-husband was very um, controlling and insecure in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. So wearing fitted clothing, wearing anything revealing, wearing anything that remotely showed a sexual tone to it was out of the question. You can't wear it. No tank tops, no thongs, no tampons, like the weirdest shit that you're just like, okay, like I, I don't even know what to do with any of this. Right. So my wardrobe consisted of corporate kind of attire you know so I, I walk out to the car and I'm wearing <laughs> wearing a black pencil skirt with like some button up top and like some other shirt or whatever it was like a, a maybe like a two-layer shirt or something and she's like what are you wearing I was like I don't know you said we're going to a party she's like oh my god okay get in the car <laughs> she still didn't say anything though you know so we get to buy we get over to where the ferry dock is Now I start like looking at what everybody's wearing and they're wearing hardly no clothes. You know, they're dressed for like a super sexy kind of night. I felt so out of place. I was like, Andy, we have to go shopping when we get over there because I feel so far uncomfortable. Like I look ridiculous, uh, you know, so out of place. So at that time, her friend Spencer comes over and says hello and we had a very quick introduction when we get over to Fire Island Cherry Grove officially her and I we left the the group and we went shopping and I changed my attire I found some shorts and like a regular tank top or some shit and we joined the party and it was just like a regular club night yeah and when we first got to the ferry, they gave everybody these purple bracelets. I just put the purple bracelet on because I was like, oh, okay, you know, like I'm just with the group. I'm still not thinking anything of it. I don't know. I just thought it was like to get into where we were going. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description.
Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous. Are you here because you love hot stories? Well, I know where you could find a ton of hot stories, and that is on the Dipsy Stories app. Dipsy is full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories. No matter what you're into or what turns you on, Dipsy's got something for you. Whether you're into straight stories, queer stories, threesomes, or morsome stories, you're going to find it on Dipsy. They also have sleep stories, wellness sessions, and written stories. And they also have my favorite feature that I always talk about, which is the jump to the action button. So if you want to get right to it, because you're super horny, you just press a button and it takes you right to where the action starts. So what are you waiting for? Go get Dipsy. And for listeners of this show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash strictly anon. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash strictly anon. Dipsystories.com slash strictly anon. Or just go to the description and click on the link. Mm-hmm. So when we finally get into and meet back up with everybody over at Cherry Grove, her and I are dancing, doing our thing. We finally, we sit down at a table. When we sit down at a table, this beautiful petite little thing comes over to me. And she asks me to join her and her husband on the boat for a threesome. I was like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> just whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, that's not for me. And she's like, well, like you're here. I said, yeah. And she's like, you're wearing the bracelet. I said, yeah. And she's like, you know, you're like a swingers meet and greet. I said, no. <laughs> oh my and God. I looked at my aunt and I was like, auntie, I was like, what are we doing? She's like, you should feel so proud and honored. She's like the most beautiful one here who wants to take you on the boat. I was like, okay. And so I say to the girl, I was like, listen, I'm really sorry, but like I'm married and like, no, like this is just not my thing. So I finally realized like way into the night what was going on. So it turned to be a very funny scenario. Yeah, hilarious. And it was, it was actually like after that moment happened and I was watching all of the interactions of everybody around me, they were not, they weren't openly engaging in any kind of sexual activity, but they were certainly switching partners from a, um, like flirtatious standpoint. Like, you mm-hmm. know, if you were like to stand up against the wall and like somebody would come and you would just like kind of caress them and, you know, kiss up on them and stuff like that. There was a lot of swapping of that kind of nature. It wasn't anything like crazy. Right. So when I started watching it, I was like, oh, okay, I get it now, you know? And that was like basically how like that night went. It it wasn't anything outrageous or anything. I think her and I might have even left before the rest of the group and everything. But somehow, I guess like Spencer was like a little smitten on me because he found me on Facebook. And oh. he ended up, I know. And I was really shocked when I received the message from him. Because I was like, wow, like I hardly even spoke to, you know, this guy. But I'm going to tell you something. Guys are the pickers. I just have to say Mm -hmm. the only kind of intuition a man is born with is which girl he's going to fucking be with. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They know it's the one thing they know. The women never knows that we know everything else. We have intuition for fucking everything, but not for guys. We pick the wrong guys all the time. The guy knows when he sees his girl. I've heard guys with the story, like I saw this girl from the back and I knew she was the one. And it was like, he's married to her now. Like, I mean, guys just fuck know the one when they see her I'm just telling you it's a weird thing 
you're right. I think that they already have this solidified thing in their brain that like, I'm all in on this. I want to do it as opposed to the female seeking out the guy trying to make it happen. Yeah, so we're yeah, always, like, yeah, you have to wait for the guy that picks you, that finds you, that get, chases after you. That's the right guy because they know. Like I said, I mean, most of the time we waste our time trying to be the picker. The man ha- is the picker. That's just the way that it is. Not like you're sitting, not like we're women sitting on the side of a, a dance at the uh, on a chair waiting for a fucking guy to pick us. Uh, that's not yeah. what I'm saying. But I really believe that a man has the intuition of like really being able to spot the girl that is the the right girl for him. Yeah. And that must have been what happened here because like I kept asking him, I'm like, but like, I don't understand. Like, what was it about me? Because we never, we didn't have that much interaction. Yeah. And he was just like, I don't know. Like you just really intrigued me and I just wanted to learn more about you. And I was like, okay, fair enough. So, um, so during this, and I want to mention, like I have never in my life done anything disrespectful towards my husband never cheated nothing right nothing nothing as challenging as difficult Mm -hmm. as 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 insane I never even spoke in an inappropriate way Mm -hmm. with another person so when Spencer ended up reaching out to me and like I said this like crazy scenario in my home life was going on I was like you know is this is this my universal sign? Like, is this something like, Mm -hmm. what is this? You know? And I think I also needed some strength behind me because some of the scenarios that I was dealing with at home were very intense and a a bit scary. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to just have someone to talk to that I didn't know that was completely disconnected. It was almost like a, a freeing, kind of thing for me and so Spencer and I would over like I don't know maybe like a week or two period of time we would find all these unique ways to meet up with each other Mm -hmm. he'd for some reason be coming around my town so we'd meet up and our relationship kind of slowly developed he didn't try to hook up with me at all he didn't try anything sexual but at this point you're talking I mean you know that he's in the lifestyle correct I mean are you talking about his lifestyle I mean does he know that you're super vanilla and and been in because you're married oh yeah and he had a partner at the time interesting okay yes so he so his little bit was he actually was a throuple. He was married and had a girlfriend and they all lived together. That eventually dissipated and the wife and he split, but he and the girlfriend still stayed together. So in the beginning, we would all hang out together. And like, I didn't have any issues with it because here I am thinking like, I'm the girl coming in and like, this is his hierarchy. So like, you know, I need to be cautious and tread lightly and and observe and understand the dynamics between the two of them. And eventually I learned that they had a very dysfunctional relationship and it, I don't really think that she was very happy that I was in the picture. And just as time was going on, I realized that this lifestyle composition that they presented to me was inaccurate and it caused a lot of issues. But At the same time, it was really interesting for me to go through it because I'm like, wow, I'm like a side piece to someone that has a girlfriend. And this is like I'm married. And like, what is going on here? And things were just very like crazy. Were you so do you start hooking up with him while you were married? You know, so I do (laughs) truly believe. (laughs) Yeah, I think that I did end up having sex with him. Um like later in July. Uh So, and I, but to that, I ended up leaving August 2nd. You know, it was, it was tough because my husband at the time didn't think he's like, he, he didn't think that we were at that place. And I'm like, I don't know why you didn't think that we were here. You know, like I've shared for five years now, like this is too much for me and I'm working on my exit plan. I'll send you an audiogram I did once about uh, guys and divorce and how they never fucking see it coming. You could tell them a million times, but by the time a girl says she's done, she's been talking about it for fucking years. You just haven't been listening. That's just the way it goes, you know? Right. Yeah. And it was really unfortunate too, because I I will be very truthful. Like I did not leave because I didn't love him anymore like as a human being he is an amazing man and he would do 
anything for me yeah. when he was sober. Yeah. But the problem was if he was sober three days out of the month, like that was probably a lot, you know? And so with all these mixed emotions I had, like I was very sad that like I officially was like, okay, I'm done with this. But I was also really proud of myself too, because after 15 years of enduring a lot of different things, mm -hmm. you become very uh, unaware of how damaged and skewed your thinking becomes. And so, you know, Listen, between you were 20 years old when you got into that situation, yeah. I'm not a person that sits here and believes that everything has to last forever. People grow and change and go down different paths and it's okay. I don't necessarily yeah. think like endings of relationships are so bad. You were there yeah. with him for the time that you were and you know, he has his life, you have yours and you don't have to be tied to the fucking hip forever. And if it doesn't right. last, that's terrible. That's not the way I look at life. So I'm not like judging you by the things that have happened. You know, it's Thank like, you. It's yeah. These are, that's the way real life goes. People just hang on and they have like weird, everyone falls into some sort of like fairy tale where like you get yeah. married for the rest of your life. And if that doesn't happen, it's like one, it's a big failure. And two, it's like the, someone's like a, a terrible person. And that's not the case. Yeah. And, and I mean, it took some time for us to get, you know, past all the bumpiness, but he and I have a great relationship now. Great. And I mean, we don't talk all the time by any means, but like every now and then we'll check in over, you know, my stepson and, and like different things. So there is an open relationship and it isn't a relationship that I will ever completely cut off from my life because I didn't leave because of because like you it, said, you loved him. You, you like right. him as a person. It just wasn't working out. And he has his own yeah. life and his own things and his own issues he has to deal with that are separate from free from you. And maybe he needed exactly. to be alone to deal with that. It just, you know, everyone yeah. has their own shit going down, you know. So here you are now involved in a guy that's in the lifestyle. I'm assuming you never had a threesome or hooked up with never. a girl or done anything that you're going to do eventually. Like, how does it happen that you uh, get into that world? So, you know, I personally feel like it was a lot of observation and learning because like after I started to pick up on these weird, weird thoughts and tones between Spencer and his partner, mm -hmm. I kind of was like, okay, like I need to start like learning and like watching and stuff. So I heavily got involved on like in Facebook, they put me in a bunch of like private groups and stuff like that. And I was watching and learning how all these humans like interact with one another. And I was quickly brought into, so he, he hosted events uh, like all over the place, but at the time he was also hosting events on Long Island. So I was brought to a few events within probably like a month or two's period of time. So he was bringing me around everybody and I was very closed off and very protective of my space, specifically a lot being unknowledgeable. And then also a lot of politics that went on with that relationship that became very detrimental. So I wasn't necessarily an outcast, but I certainly wasn't really accepted either. So it made it even more important for me to like observe and like learn and, and try and even understand like, what the hell do I want from this lifestyle? Yeah. Okay. Here I have this opportunity to be super free and do all these different things. But like, what does that mean? You know what I mean? Especially with a fresh new person. It's not even like my life partner here that I've been like, you know, with forever that we decided to go and do this with, you know? So I think because of all these things, I had such an even more open mind about exploring. And I will say, I did know that like I, I liked females. Right. I never really acted on it. I think maybe when I was 21, I kissed a girl and that was like my only only female interaction. And like I knew it makes me flutter, but I just, you know, there wasn't any possibility for me to do that but now here I am thinking I'm like oh my god I get to do all these different things so what Spencer did to make it like um easy for me he had this like really close couple that it was like his really good guy friend they were married and they were just very comfortable to him so the four of us would spend a lot of nights together and they almost kind of like I don't want to say they trained me but they were sharing their stories and they were sharing their intimacies and how they happen and all these different things while we were all being semi-intimate there was no serious sexual swapping that went on but mm -hmm. there was a lot of like 
cuddling and different things. And, you know, like they were just really, just really great to me and, and we're going at my pace and mm-hmm. like any questions I had and stuff like that. So it took probably like a year or more for me to really have my first, like any kind of swap or anything. And that happened down in Florida. I had gotten, um, there was like some sort of five, like, but let me contest. ask you a quick question because yeah. it takes you a year, but you're with your guy and you guys are dating. Like, do, is he allowed? Do you guys have an open relationship because he's in the lifestyle and he's with other people, or are you guys monogamous with each other in the beginning of your relationship, even though you're in this world? Yeah, so we were monogamous, but like in that time period, like he was still hanging out with that partner that, okay. like, you know, originally. So he. It got kind of messy because it got to a point where it was like, all right, go do your thing. I don't really want to know about it because mm-hmm. this is just like not where I'm at. And and so he was doing that and it got down to a point where he was feeling uncomfortable and he felt like he was doing something wrong to me because that's not really where he was at. Okay. And so that relationship ended up completely dissipating. And when that happened, we both took a break and kind of realigned and we created our rules and our boundaries. And that became like, we don't do anything outside of our relationship without permission. Mm -hmm. We always, you know, like play together, whether, you know, it's with me and a single guy, whether it's a threesome or he's just watching, he's always there with me. And so it took some time for me to be even open and, and, and I would say probably only until this year where I'm like really, really open with it because I get like scared, you know, you're like opening yourself up to all these people and like, are they going to judge, you know, who the fuck knows? Like I, like I said, I have like all these different insecurities from my marriage that mm-hmm. like now I have to try and deal with all these additional humans and, and have them accept me sexually. So it was challenging, um, you know, body insecurities and different things like that. So I think it took me a while to like open up and I finally was um, the Florida was, time, right? You got into it. Yeah. The, yeah. The calendar, there was a calendar competition or some shit like that. And I was voted as Miss July. And with that, there were a few other girls that were running for some of the months like after me. Mm-hmm. And so I started to kind of watch them. And there was this one chick. Oh, my God. I just. I felt so smitten on her. She was just, and the way that it worked is, is like, you know, you had to promote and like ask people to vote for you. So like mm-hmm. you constantly saw the post going on. So eventually I was like, you know what? I'm just going to promote her to win too. So, cause I want to be down in Florida with her. And that's exactly ended up what happening. She ended up winning. And so we were down in Florida together and it was the first time that I really was open in my own personal space and was like, I'm going to just do whatever and wherever this takes me. Mm -hmm. And so we did some soft swapping. There was an actual fucking, but I did blow him. He fingered me. You know, I went down on her. I fingered her like all different things like that. Um, but over throughout the entire weekend. And when I got home from that weekend I was like wow okay this is really spectacular first off I really love being with a girl Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh it's very different than being with a man just the sensitivity and just uh it's just very soft and just very just different like it's just I don't know I just I love boobies I just love butts just like let me just caress you and touch you everywhere and just let you I just want to make you feel really good and it was it was that moment where I was like, okay, I could really get behind this and I could really <laughs> enjoy this. <laughs> um, and so we hung out with that couple a few times. We would travel to them and, and hang out with them and, and have a great time. Still have never officially fucked them, though. I will say every single time that we've hung out, it's always been a soft swap. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It, yeah. It wasn't until I want to say it was. It was COVID. When COVID happened... Now, this gentleman that I speak of that was in the the married couple eventually ended up getting divorced. And when Miss August guy, Miss August's husband or the couple that you were friends with that eased you into it. Mm -hmm. Yep. The couple that I was friends with, they ended up getting divorced and come COVID. You know, Spencer is still like he would see his friends all the time just for whatever the reason, you know, however they were connecting. And. I had said to Spencer one day, because he was going to see his friend, I said, you know, I said, if I'm going to explore, you know, fucking somebody else, I want to do it with somebody that I'm comfortable with. So I propose 
you know, we invite him, you know, over and, you know, see where this takes us. Um, I think that Spencer was completely like taken off guard and taken back, (laughs) you know, because I really wanted him to lay the foundation when he saw his friend of being like, oh, you know, Mizzy said this, you know, how do you feel about it? That was just like what I thought would happen. No, he invites the guy over, you know, just that night for we were having dinner or whatever. And all of a sudden, Spencer was like, so, you know, does everybody want to fuck or what? And then (laughs) our friend just like looked like it was almost like a deer in the headlights type of thing. Like, wait a minute, what just happened? What are we doing here? Oh, the guy didn't even have the heads up. (laughs) And I just I said to Spencer, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I specifically like said this to you earlier today so you can have the conversation with yeah. him I wasn't expecting it to happen like right this second and it was a very funny moment which led into a, such an amazing experience oh my god it was the first ma- you know MFM that I've ever had mm-hmm. and it was just explosive it was like okay I mean I love fucking I love the Pepe so you know for me like the I'll what? call you what's all a day Pepe what, wait, what? Pepe is the man's penis. Oh, it's, it's a better way <laughs> I to don't say know it. that term. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll take the Pepe in my mouth like anytime, any day. Oh, like, okay. I really just love it. And now here I have like two guys and I'm like, oh my God, this is fantastic. You know, and it's like a real live porno that's like, yeah. you know, acting out because I'm trying to think about like how in the world am I supposed to please two men you know Mm -hmm. like I have no idea so I'm just like flowing between the both of them and just kind of like I was almost letting them take charge a little bit but I was still trying to stay in control because like I've never done this before so I didn't want them to outpace like my comfortable level Mm -hmm. and I think that went out the door at some point in time because it just got down and dirty like real quick. And (laughs) I'll never forget, like we were on the couch and I was getting banged out and Spencer was standing in front of me and I just look at him and I just whisper, I love you. (laughs) That was probably the weirdest thing to do at the moment, but (laughs) that's like pure ecstasy. That's hilarious. Yeah. And I think it was, and it, there were so many different things at that point in time because I felt so free. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, here I have my partner who's with me and is accepting of like all these sexual things and, you know, accepting of so, so many things that I'm so not used to and right. have to like train my thoughts to say like, no, this is okay type of deal. So there was a lot of turning points in that moment for me, but it was the beginning of the best relationship that we've ever had. It like we were fucking, I think probably two or three times a week at some point, like <laughs> during the height of COVID, you know, there wasn't much left to do during COVID. So fucking was where it was at. And the chemistry between Spencer and his friend towards me yeah. is spectacular. Like I really love degrading, I guess you'll say, mm-hmm. like I can sit there and I can have them just like slap me in the face, choke me. I mean, any anything that you they want to do, like, I'm pretty game for. You're down. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And the way that they flow between each other, kind of like piggybacking what's going on, mm-hmm. is just an energy that I can't explain. And up until this point, I have not had that same energy within a swap in any kind of way. I mean, they're all very different, but this in particular is – it fulfills my sexual needs in, in, in such a grand way. Um, and so to have so many experiences, it was fun because I trust the guy so very much. And of course I trust my partner Yeah, yeah. and, you know, to be able to explore and really push my boundaries and see really like what I like and how I like it and all these different things. It was, it was dynamite because I learned so much more about myself sexually and, became so much more in tune to how enjoyable it can be to have multiple partners at the same time, because there are things that you can't do with just one partner. So like double penetration, double vagina penetration, like oh, DV, DP, DV, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> all the above, yeah, all, all of the above, you yeah. know, like I really enjoy getting banged out from the back and being able to blow somebody in the front and more so being banged out in the back while I'm blowing somebody and that guy shoving my head down the, you know, fucking taking the penis all the way in. <laughs> so like, you know, there's like a lot of aggression and a lot of different things and they just do it so well. 
And I really just like learned so much about myself, Mm -hmm. which has made me be super open and honest about my sexuality and different things and really teaching others on how to really, you know, make sure when you come into the lifestyle, you know, all those things that you want, but truthfully, you can't know them until either observing and being in it for a while and, you know, all these choiceful decisions. So I think that that's really how, I mean, through time, that's really how the podcast, kind of, the podcast developed through COVID, but it did end up becoming an educational piece because mm-hmm it gave everybody the opportunity to speak freely in an environment that they haven't had before where we do talk about the hard conversations, you know, like double vagina penetration, for an example, you can't just do that. Like you need to be fucked for a while. You need to be stretched. You need to be like super loose and you need to be in a position where you can really take it. And so to be able to have those conversations and share with others, like, how to get to that point and, you know, enjoy it. Like if, so it became, it became very ther- therapeutic for me to be able to say these things out loud, but also really great to hear the community come back and ask a million and five questions and have these well thought out conversations at seven o'clock in the morning over anal and different things that you're just like, what are <laughs> right. we talking about right now? You know, yeah. but it was spectacular. Wait, what and about so, your aunt though? Quick question. And I'll, yeah. I know where we're at in this conversation, but like your aunt, does she, is she in the lifestyle? Did, is... You know, she, no, she's not, but okay. she's a very free individual okay. and she, yeah, she'll go where the wind takes her. You know, if there's a moment that strikes her, that seems appealing to her, she will totally take it. She did that. Da- like she did go to a club or two and tried to dabble in it and stuff like that, but it didn't really work out with the partner that she was trying to do it with. Mm -hmm. So I do believe though, she would participate in it if she had somebody that would really like do it well with her. But she does know that you do it and you're out because you are who you are. Your face is all over the place. I mean, anyone can see. So everybody knows that you're in the lifestyle, correct? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was not by choice though. So I mean, so my aunt knew Mm -hmm. that I was in the lifestyle, but she didn't know to the extent of various different things that I was up to or, you know, she just knew like, okay, I'm dating him and you know, this is the world she's exploring and stuff like that. I ended up his part, his ex-partner ended up outing me and Uh. she ended up like going into the private groups and taking a lot of different photos and different things that I was doing and some conversations and stuff. And she sent it to my aunt to be like, just so you know, this is what your niece is now up to. And, you know, like, so it was a kind of a shit thing. And, but when she did that, my aunt was at my brother's house. Mm -hmm. And so then it became this whole fucking whirlwind of a situation. And it became a very, it it became very detrimental within my family unit because uh, my brother, my brother and my sister and I are my closest family relationship ties. And they're really the only people that I value. And I don't mean that disrespectfully to the rest of my family, but they hold a different place in my heart Mm -hmm. that I respect and I need their approval. And I know that that's probably not the right thing to say, but I do need my brother and my sister's approval. And I know I have a sister and I feel that same way about her more so than my parents. You know, I don't know why, but that I get, I totally get that. I understand it. Yeah. So my brother had a really hard time. My brother was like, I don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you're up to. Like, this is way too much. You know, he got my dad involved. My (laughs) my mom was like, you know, you're such a whore. And oh oh, yeah, like we went, we went to levels. And so it was was challenging. But now after all this time, my brother and my sister are my biggest supporters because they do see that it's not just sexual for me. Mm -hmm. It is a way of life. Mm -hmm. It is my whole being. It's my freedom. It's a way of expression. And truthfully, it is a means to allow others to feel that they could be who they are too. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number. Thousands of people try to call talk to one of them they stay anonymous i can't hang up that's all the rules i never know what's going to happen we get serious ones i've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison i've talked to people who survived mass shootings crazy funny ones i talked to a guy with a goose laugh somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends i never know what's going to happen it's a great show subscribe today beautiful anonymous yeah and it's just a very different powerful kind of journey that i'm on because from what really 
you know, for me, I would have to say like everything in the forefront was always business, right? Because I came from such a business centric world and Mm -hmm. I love business. So when, um, you know, when I kind of migrated into this lifestyle with Spencer, he was like, you know, you got to be able to take on mind bender parties and, you know, be involved in this from a business standpoint. And I was like, okay, like I'll try and figure that out. No, but that's perfect for you, right? Yeah, it did end up working out really well because like, that's my whole gig. And from there, you know, Mizzy's boutique branch off came and like the Mizzy Bender podcast came. And so there's a lot of different things that followed, you know, through this entire journey. But I think that like business will always be the forefront of my conversations for anything that I do. And it's kind of complicated because the lifestyle is not just, you know, so, okay, people are swingers, right? That's great. But for me, I'm a swing. I don't even classify myself as swinger. I just say alternative lifestyle because, Mm -hmm. you know, like we had an extended girlfriend for a while. Like we have this relationship with our single guy. So each composition brings something very different for me. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate the fact that Spencer allows me to flow through my emotions and have compositions with others that isn't just strictly swinging. It's more, you know, they're more long-term type of things. So, you know, for me to be able to just be sexually free and talk about being naked all the time. And you know what, if I want to fuck you, I can. And if I want to do this, well, you know what, this is how you go about it. And this is the right way to talk to your partner about it. You know, and Spencer's a super freak. He fucking anything like down dirty, like the, the biggest toys you could find and like all these like crazy things. Like, Large I, insertions, you know, huge insertions. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. You know, like I can't hate. I can't say that I hate it. I get very intimidated yeah, when yeah. something shows up and I'm like, oh, my God, like what? And then later on in the night, he'll be like, oh, so you know what we use tonight? And I'm like, OK, <laughs> I don't want to know, but OK. You know, so it's it's very different being super raw and open, knowing that my family, you know, watches and listens to some of the things that I say. My poor brother He's like, you know, I watch a lot of your Facebook things and this. He's like, but sometimes I just got to, you know, I just got to scroll. I can't listen to the whole conversation. <laughs> of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, brother, I understand completely. Because I do. Like, I get very detailed in some of the, you know, people ask me questions. And I'll explain them the whole entire play session if that's what they're looking for, just for people to understand. So, yeah. And listen, you know, what I always say, because sometimes I get really rude people on uh, YouTube that are being very judgy and, and saying stuff like, oh, would you know did you why didn't you ask her or him if they tell their children what they do I'm like vanilla people don't talk about what they fucking do in the bedroom okay nobody no parent walks into their room and tells or or tells their family like oh we just had missionary sex last night like most people don't talk about their sex life to anybody so it doesn't matter what you're doing or how hardcore it is most people don't put that on the table so why would they do that you know it's right it's just coming from a judgmental place because like I said your brother doesn't want to hear it he wouldn't want to hear about your regular sex life you know I mean, it's your brother. Yeah, that's normal. That's exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. I will say, though, my brother did come to my birthday bash this past summer, which was a swingers party. He only came, you know, he came for the beginning portion of the night, (laughs) not when anything was crazy. But I think that he needed to see with his own eyes. Yeah you know what it is because he hears me talk about it so much and that's the thing like people have these impressions that you go to a swingers party and the second you walk in the door you're just like automatically in this fucking gangbang orgy type thing and that's not the case at all and so to try and like get rid of some of those misconceptions specifically with him I was like wow okay you want to come all right this is extremely awkward for me but yes I invite you and I am very happy that you're open-minded enough just to see with your own self like what it is and that's the thing that I think others need to really understand about the lifestyle. Yeah, why don't you explain you, those parties that you throw and that you host? Or yeah. I don't know what what you what the yeah. correct term is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we host the events and we travel all over the East Coast. Right now, we're kind of just primarily in Rhode Island, mm-hmm. but and I think um they're probably like every six to eight weeks. So we're scheduled completely out through the end of the year, and they are so amazing. It is like. It doesn't matter what part of the lifestyle you're in, whether you're a swinger, you like voyeurism, you just like to show off, you want to be naked, you want to be sexy, you're poly, it don't fucking matter. We accept everybody and they're always themed. So, you know, you always are dressed up and everything and the nights start with, you know, some beverages and just the dance floor is, you know, super sexy and, you know, very light flirtatious kind of you know, get your feet wet on who I'm going to kind of mesh with and things like that. 
And you see that for quite a while. And then probably like around 1130, a quarter to 12, the sassy really starts to come out. And you really start to see the sexual energy start flowing. We also set up a dungeon. And the dungeon consists of, like a St. Andrew's cross, a swing, a sling, a spanking bench. Sometimes we have some other pieces out. Sometimes we, when we do our setup at the club, we'll change which rooms we do the complete setup on, especially if it's the summertime and we can utilize the outside space. Mm-hmm. Um, we can bring in a lot more pieces of furniture and that's really enjoyable to watch because then you have so many, you, you know, it's just more opportunity to have people kind of just like engage and, and participate. But um, for the most part, we have the four basic pieces out and that's attached to like the dance floor area in the main party room. So by the time like 1130 comes and people are starting to get their, you know, flow going, you start to see the flogging and you start to see some fucking in the, in the sling or the swing. And, you know, the, the spanking bench gets a lot of action because <laughs> not, it's not just spanking, yeah. right? You could have a female, you know, four on all fours on that spanking bench and she can be have, you know, many individuals around her doing all or him whatever it may be you know sensory play and Mm -hmm. god knows what's happening so once all that starts flowing you people start migrating to the back room where we have more furniture set up and blow up beds we bring um, air mattresses with us and then you know there's all the sexy play out there we do also have when um probably I would say like around like one o'clock or so in the morning, everybody starts to kind of unwind with their sexual activities and comes back out to the dance floor, but they're still really sexually charged. So you'll have a lot more, um, maybe like intense dancing. And so you might see a lot more fondling and probably maybe some blowing or something like that, like on the, on the dance floor and on the stage and stuff like that. So between like one and two, there's still such heightened sexual energy going on, but it's on the dance floor. And it's really just, I love watching it. Truthfully, I go up on the stage, I dance, but I'm watching everybody around me and taking in everything that's happening. It's great. (laughs) What is the demographics? Like, what do you find that you see? Because I think back in the day, many like 10 years ago, it was older crowd. You mm-hmm. know, and I've, I've heard from people that host parties or just go that it definitely is changing. Do you ha- have like, what What are the demographics of the people that come yeah, to your so parties? Yeah, so ours range from, you know, like super early newbies, like early 25, mm-hmm. I would say, and all the way up to, I mean, 70 plus at times. Right. We have such a range. And that's one of the things that I really love about our group Mm -hmm. is we've really created a space that no matter who you are or what what you classify as or demographic, it don't matter. Like you come on in where some events are not like that. You know, you have very specific body compositions that are approved. Like some you have to send in photos. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Not for yours, but that's how other parties are run? Not ours, but right, that's right. how other parties. Yeah. Oh, interesting. No, I, I couldn't see doing that. No disrespect to other business models. Yeah, but yeah. for me, it's that's just, I couldn't do that. You know, and then there's also age limits on some of the uh, events. You know, some are just like 50 and under. Some are, you know, who, they're specific, you know, like, you know, bigger human parties and stuff like that. So they kind of vary. So for us to be able to have like a melting pot, mm-hmm. it's great because y- it don't matter. You know, age is just a number, right? Totally. It really, like, I'm going to be 40. People think I'm younger than that, you know? So it, for me, I, that's how I look at it. Like I could be staring at you and who knows how fucking old you are. I don't really know. So who am I to judge? Like if you're able to come or not, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. being able and, and having more veteran swingers or alternative lifestyle individuals, meeting more of the newbie people and having that integration, I find is really great because, you know, the newbies get to watch and Mm -hmm. they get to observe. And then, you know, the veterans kind of get to be involved in a more energetic kind of scene or something and experience something that, you know, they're not really getting at that moment. So it flows really great for us. We've never had any kind of issues or complaints on, demographic or anything of the sort like no, everybody I think that's great the way you yeah everybody's messages 
Yeah, it's fantastic. So, um, do you like single? Have- Let me ask you this: Does it could it only be couples? Because I I do hear a lot of the time swinger clubs they do not allow in single guys. You know, sometimes there's rules around that. Are you guys open, or do you have to be a couple? Nope, we accept everybody, whether you're single or not. Um, we accept everybody. Mm-hmm. We do. I will say, monitor the number of single males that mm-hmm. do come mm-hmm. because we want to make sure that there's like a fair balance. Yeah, we've never gotten to the point though where we've had to turn somebody away because we were at an off, like that, right you know, ratio. It, yeah. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, we've never had that experience before. We find that it balances out it, itself. Um, and a lot of the single male, uh, single men that come to our events are are individuals that I have heavily interacted with on social media mm-hmm. and have a really solid of understanding of who they are. Now, granted, we still really watch them when they come to the events. Like not to sound asshole-ish, but, you know, sometimes the guys can get a little bit aggressive, but also the single females can also. It doesn't really matter whether you're male or female. I have had more aggression from females oh. than I have from men. <laughs> there you go. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think that the females just think that they're more entitled, but I don't have any idea why. You know, I always say, like, this is my personal space. I didn't invite you to fucking come into my personal space. Mm -hmm. You know, consent is key on every aspect of everything. Even when somebody comes into our event, I ask them if it's okay to give them a hug hello, because I'm a hugger. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, and I always ask them, like, is it okay for me to say, you know, give you a hug? Like, I ask at every moment because I feel like being the host and trying, you know, my being an educator and some of the other things that I do, I need to be 10 times more on the rules than the next because I want you to follow the rules. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, so I take it to a probably an extreme level, but it's really important for me to lay down the foundation. And, um, you know, so in that regard, I pretty I have a good solid understanding of a lot of those that come to the events. And so it, it's just great. It's honestly the best atmosphere that I could ever ask for. What it's about just... a by like guy on guy action? Because it's always surprised me that that is very much still even in that in the lifestyle mm-hmm. community, which you would think was super open, that there's yeah. still a little bit of a stigma left there for guy on guy action there really is and it's so unfortunate and it's it's, it's, i it's very shameful truthfully um i have never seen a guy on guy action Mm -hmm. at our event ever isn't that crazy and i mean please and how many guys that are there haven't sucked a dick i mean come on oh 100 you know and the thing is is like we know who we know who all the bisexual men are, <laughs> right, you know, right. But the, and so yeah. even though it's it, so it even shocks me more is like, listen, we already accept you. We already know you. So what makes it something that you wouldn't want to, you know, share or do that? But yeah, a lot of a lot of humans cannot visually see it. And you'll even hear some event hosts say, like, if you're going to do that, you need to go behind closed doors. Well, yeah. you know, and I think that's really crazy. <laughs> yeah, it always surprised me that that's the way that it goes. But yet I'm always talking to uh, uh, you just as many guys that are into guys than women that are into women or vice versa, whatever. And but, you know, they can't do it there. I think it's changing. And and I under like, listen, there are so many younger people who call in who talk about like their girlfriends loving seeing them fuck guys and like guy on guy action. And I, I so I, I do think that it's more accepted than people think already. But nobody's taking that first step, you know, <laughs> for some reason, because I think that they still think that stigma is there. But I think it's really going away, which is great, because Come on, you know, so many like the girl on girl thing became very popular and acceptable while I was growing up, but it wasn't at a certain time. It had just as much stigma as the guy on guy thing, but then it changed for women. And then every girl was like, I got a girl crush. But yet, you know, no guy has been able to cop to that. But I'm I'm assuming there's just as many guys out there that, you know, most people fall in between the spectrum and and I but people don't want to cop to it yet. But I think that's changing. Tell me about. um, So the name, just give the name for the parties, because there's gonna be a lot of people listening that are going to want to look them up and go. You know, what's the name of them? Mindbender? Like, how do they find what's the website? Give that out. I'm going to give links to everything in the description, too. But give the information for the party so people can find them. 
So that is Mindbender Parties. You mm-hmm. are correct. And it is mindbenderparties.com. Okay. And uh, on there, you can, if you flow through the blogs, actually, you'll be able to see some insight to what the events actually look like. Oh, that's you know, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tried to capture, you know, moments that don't show, share, you know, show nudity or anything of the sorts, but you'll be able to get a flow for what the venue looks like and, you know, outfits and, and different things like that. And so it, it will be fun to explore. And plus my thoughts on just like some of the events and how they map out and how we set them up and stuff like that. So a little personable touch to it. I think that's important, especially for newbies, you know, that have never been, I think the biggest fear is like of the unknown. So if you're really showing what the place looks like and people could have the, those kinds of vi- visuals. I think it's also, besides being interesting, it, it could help some people take that first step and ease them. You know, is that, do you do that on your social media? Like how do the people find that information that's on your website as well is what you're saying? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, my social media pretty much is like a day in my life. So you'll see everything. So like when it's event time, mm-hmm. I will be posting like it's setup time and show some videos of like, you know, the beginning part of it or, um, you know, just like various things to show bits and pieces of what it's like all coming together. Even, you know, like when I'm working on boutique stuff, I'll, you know, do videos of making a shirt or something or who the fuck knows, or if I'm setting up the boutique when we're vending somewhere, do all sorts of videos to show what the setup looks like and stuff. So if you do go to my social media, which is just Mizzy Bender on every single platform you can possibly imagine, you'll see it all. It's, 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 or MizzyBender.com on my blogs and stuff. Are you on YouTube too? Cause I always put all yeah. my episodes on YouTube. I have a big following over there. You're on Mizzy Bender on YouTube as well. Yeah. You do have a really big following on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, I, we'll talk about it when we end. I could just give you some tips on that. But let me just add, I want to keep talking about your stuff. So wait, yeah. and okay, so they could find all about your parties, Mindbender parties uh, on your website. Now, mm-hmm. you also sell sex toys, don't you? you yeah, have like I a, do. Give information out about that. So if you go to mizzysboutique.com, it has all sorts of alternative lifestyle merchandise from like sassy clothing all the way down to different kinds of toys. A lot of they're more like glass pieces Mm -hmm. and um, like cosplay foxtail butt plugs and stuff. But the butt plugs are just so lovely because they're real foxtail. And so they're very soft and the plugs are interchangeable themselves. So it's like a small, medium, large. So you never have to get rid of your tail. All you got to do is just upgrade your plug and it comes with ears. So you just like a little fox anywhere you go. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's super interesting. So they could buy that outfit and then wear it to your your party, right? It's great. Yes. And that's one of the things I try and do. I try and like, even when the events are coming, like I'll create a shirt or something that specifically ties to the theme just in case somebody doesn't have like an outfit or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like hand in hand, it's like this whole little like, uh, little global thing I got going on in my own little house (laughs) and now your podcast what so you talk on there like just way more information on how to navigate the lifestyle and what goes down and all that kind of good stuff is that what people hear yeah there's all sorts of stuff on my podcast so you'll hear um you know different play scenarios that we've had different education pieces a lot of it like last season was a lot of community submitted questions so Mm -hmm. it was a lot of um you know more of the harder questions that people ask you know specifically men with not being able to perform because they can't get hard or they can't stay Mm -hmm. hard long enough or you know cuckolding is uh like a big topic and you know just a lot of different things that people are so curious and and really want to learn, but they're very afraid to say it, you know, on their own. They ask me to do it since they know I have no boundaries and I'm willing to talk about anything. And sometimes it's tough. And sometimes I'm like, wow, this is going to be interesting for me to go through, but I will do it for you. <laughs> it's weird. But it's no, a great I love learning. that. I'm going to have you back on to talk about other things. I mean, listen, <laughs> you have 503 subscribers on YouTube. Let's go. People go follow her on YouTube so she could get over that 1000 mark so you can start monetizing on there yeah. and get you some fucking ads. I'll promote you uh, really good on the intro so people find 
you and you get tons of followers and listens. Oh, I, think, awesome. I think you're great. I, you know, I'm so glad that you reached out again and decided to come on because I love your fucking story. This was like all the backstory. I will definitely have you back on to talk about different topics because yeah. I think you're great. I could just Thank sit you. back and relax and you just do your thing and you just fucking talk. <laughs> but people Thank in you. the meantime could go listen to your podcast, Ms. Mizzy Bender, buy your toys, go to your parties. All of the information is on your website. I'm going to put links to everything in the description. Okay. So, you know, thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, the, the You know, the fact that we never talked about how super hot you are, you know, people could go see you on all of your platforms, but you could also send me pictures from my Patreon members. But anyway, but thanks so much, Mizzy, for calling in and telling your story. It's super fascinating. I love what you're doing. I think it's great and, and needed. And I am sure a lot of my listeners are going to go check you out. Thank you so much for having me. And I would love to be back to talk about anything you want to. All right. I'm going to think of good things. Thanks so much for calling in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Talk to you soon. <laughs> bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.